about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free. But Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, excuse me, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do, excuse me, husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bondservants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. Verses 1-25, through 25, all of Colossians chapter 3. Father, thank you, Lord, for being El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Thank you for being Jehovah Jireh, our provider, the God who sees to it, to the details of our lives. Thank you for being Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Thank you for being our great King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you for being our great shepherd. And Lord, you're so, so much more than that. Thank you for your word and the gift of your word and the many ways that you 
Guide us, counsel us, encourage us, strengthen us, and empower us by your word. Father, more and more with every passing day, help us to fall more in love with you and with your word and empower us all to become much more faithful hearers and doers of your word and help us to become very, even much more diligent than we have been in the past in spending time with you one-on-one in your word daily and help us to become much more diligent in helping, teaching, and training our children to get into your word each and every day as well. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer, and he is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we join the psalmist who said, Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. What a hope we have today that we can look for help from the creator of the universe, the almighty God. We can come to you, Father, and we're thankful, Father, that you not only respond, but uh, the motivation for your responding is a love for us. God, that's amazing, and we thank you for loving us that way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We continue to remind you that if you're wanting to get some of the resource materials, specifically some of the evangelism and discipleship material we provide, we're glad to share that with you. We encourage you to email us to get some so that you can be involved in the wonderful work of sharing the gospel daily uh, with these items. Of course, you can do evangelism and discipleship by way of simply forwarding much of this material to family, friends, fellow church members, people that you know, saved and unsaved as well. But of course, you can uh, download them, make copies of them, hard copies to be able to share and use in the, to do the same kind of thing one-on-one as you encounter people. So again, we're glad to share them with you. Once again, my email to ask for some of the resource materials, the prayer tools, and other discipleship resources. Joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's Joseph at AFR.net. In, in Matthew chapter 4, the Lord Jesus told us, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth from the mouth of God. And so an ongoing encouragement that I would encourage you to consider doing in your life is to take time to really think through this powerful and simple statement the Lord Jesus says to us. Again, think about it. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth from the mouth of God. Now, most of us understand and realize that eating food, that is bread, is very, very important to all of life. Well, reading, meditating, and consuming the word of God is even more important than the food we eat. So remember, the Word of God really does sustain us moment by moment. It blesses us, it encourages us, it equips us for the battlefields of life. So again, may it be your goal to fill your life with the Word of God. Spend time in the Word every day, but don't stop there. Speak and confess the promises of God's Word daily. Pray the Word of God daily. Seek to obey what you know the Word of God has taught you. And seek to be someone who is mulling on the Word of God continually. And trust God to help you and ask Him to help you to obey the command that that tells us to pray without ceasing. The Holy Spirit knows how to help us to obey that. We definitely need the Lord's help to do just that. Hope that you'll do that. Today we continue reading through the Word of God as we pick up now in, in the book of Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 13 beginning at verse 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When a man 
has on the skin of his body a swelling, a scab, or a bright spot, and it becomes on the skin of his body like a leprous sore, then he shall be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of his sons the priests. The priest shall examine the sore on the skin of the body, and if the hair on the sore has turned white, and the sore appears to be deeper than the skin of his body, it is a leprous sore. Then the priests shall examine him and pronounce him unclean. But if the bright spot is white on the skin of his body and does not appear to be deeper than the skin, and its hair has not turned white, then the priest shall isolate the one who has the sore seven days. And the priest shall examine him on the seventh day. And indeed, if the sore appears to be as it was, and the sore has not spread on the skin, then the priest shall isolate him another seven days. Then the priest shall examine him again on the seventh day. And indeed, if the sore has faded, and the sore has not spread on the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is only a scab, and he shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the scab should at all spread over the skin, after he has been seen by the priest for his cleansing, he shall be seen by the priest again. And if the priest sees that, that the scab has indeed spread on the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is leprosy. Then the leprous sore, excuse me, when the leprous sore is on a person, then he shall be brought to the priest. And the priest shall examine him, and indeed, if the swelling on the skin is white, and it has turned the hair white, and there is a spot of raw flesh in the swelling, it is an old lepros it is an old leprosy on the skin of his body. But the priest shall pronounce him unclean. Excuse me. The priest shall shall pronounce him unclean, and shall not isolate him, for he is unclean. And if the leprosy breaks out all over the skin, and the leprosy covers all the skin of the one who has the sore, from his head to his foot, wherever the priest looks, then the priest shall consider. And, and indeed, if the leprosy has covered all his body, he shall pronounce him clean who has the sore. It has all turned white. He is clean. But when raw flesh appears on him, he shall be unclean. And the priest shall examine the raw flesh and pronounce him to be unclean. For the raw flesh is unclean. It is leprosy. Or if the raw flesh changes and turns white again, he shall come to the priest. And the priest shall examine him. And indeed, if the sore has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him clean who has the sore. He is clean. If the body develops a boil in the skin, and it is healed, and in the place of the boil there comes a white swelling or a bright spot, reddish white, then it shall be shown to the priest. And if, when the priest sees it, it indeed appears deeper than the skin, and its hair has turned white, the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a leprous sore, which has broken out of the boil. But if the priest examines it, and indeed there are no white hairs in it, and it is not deeper than the skin, but has faded, then the priest shall isolate him, 
seven days. And if it should at all spread over the skin, then the priests shall pronounce him unclean. It is a leprous sore. But if the bright spot stays in one place and has not spread, it is the scar of the boil, and the priests shall pronounce him clean. Or the body receives a burn on its skin by fire, and the raw flesh of the burn becomes a bright spot, reddish-white or white, then the priest shall examine it. And indeed, if the hair of the bright spot has turned white and it appears deeper than the skin, it is leprosy broken out in the burn. Therefore the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a leprous sore. But if the priest examines it, and indeed there are no white hairs in the bright spot, and it is not deeper than the skin, but has faded, then the priest shall isolate him seven days. And the priest shall examine him on the seventh day. If, if, if it has at all spread over the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a leprous sore. But if the bright spot stays in one place and is not spread on the skin, but has faded, it is a swelling from the burn. The priest shall pronounce him clean, for it is the scar from the burn. If a man or woman has a sore on the head or the beard, then the priest shall examine the sore. And indeed, if it, if it appears deeper than the skin, and there is in it thin yellow hair, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a scaly leprosy of the head or beard. But if the priest examines the scaly sore, and indeed it does not appear deeper than the skin. Verses 1 through 30, Leviticus chapter 13. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we continue reading through the Word of God. We'll be right back.
Planet Shakers with Only Way, or a reminder that the Lord Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life and eternal salvation. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up in the book of Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 13, picking up at verse 29. If a man or woman has a sore on the head or the beard, then the priest shall examine the sore, and indeed, if it appears deeper than the skin, and there is in it thin yellow hair, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a scaly leprosy of the head or beard. But if the priest examines the scaly sore, and indeed it does not appear deeper than the skin, and there is no black hair in it, then the priest shall isolate the one who has the scale seven days. And on the seventh day the priest shall examine the sore, and indeed if the scale has not spread, and there is no yellow hair in it, and the scale does not appear deeper than the skin, he shall shave himself, but the scale he shall not shave. And the priest shall isolate the one who has the scale another seven days. On the seventh day, the priest shall examine the scale, and indeed, if the scale has not spread over the skin, and does not appear deeper than the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean. He shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the scale should at all spread over the skin after his cleansing, then the priest shall examine him. And indeed, if the scale has spread over the skin, the priest need not seek for yellow hair. He is unclean. But if the scale appears to be at a standstill and, there's, and there is black hair grown up in it, the scale has healed. He is clean, and the priest shall pronounce him clean. If a man or a woman has bright spots on the skin or of the body, specifically white excuse me, specifically white bright spots, then the priest shall look, and indeed, if the bright spots on the skin of the body are dull white, it is a white spot that grows on the skin, he is clean. As for the man whose hair has fallen from his head, he is bald, but he is clean. He, he whose hair has fallen from his forehead, he is bald on the forehead, but he is clean. And if there is on the bald head or bald forehead a reddish white sore, it is a leprosy breaking out on his bald head or his bald forehead, then the priest shall examine it. And indeed, if the swelling of the sore is reddish white on his bald head or on his bald forehead, as the appearance of leprosy on the skin of the body, he is a leprous man. He is unclean. The priest shall surely pronounce him unclean. His sore is on his head. Now the leper on whom the sore is, his clothes shall be torn and his head bare. And he shall cover his mustache and cry, Unclean! Unclean! He shall be unclean. All the days he has the sore, he shall be unclean. He is unclean and shall dwell alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. Also, if a garment has a leprous plague in it, whether it is a woolen garment or a linen garment, when it is in the warp or woof of linen or wool, whether in leather or in anything made of leather, and if the plague is greenish or reddish in the garment, 
or in the leather, whether in the warp or in the woof, or in anything made of leather, it is a leprous plague and shall be shown to the priest. The priest shall examine the plague and isolate that which has the plague seven days. And he shall examine the plague on the seventh day. If the plague has spread in the garment, either in the warp or in the woof, in the leather or in anything made of leather, the plague is an active leprosy. It is unclean. He shall therefore burn that garment in which is the plague, whether warp or woof, in wool or in linen, or anything of leather, for it is an active leprosy. The garment shall be burned in the fire. But if the priest examines it, and indeed the plague has not spread in the garment, either in the warp or in the woof, or anything made of leather, then the priest shall command that they wash the thing in which is the plague, and he shall isolate it another seven days. Then the priest shall examine the plague after it has been washed, and indeed, if the plague has not changed its color, though the plague has not spread, it is unclean, and you shall burn it in the fire. It continues eating away, whether the damage is outside or inside. If the priest examines it, and indeed the plague has faded after washing it, then he shall tear it out of the garment, whether out of the warp or out of the woof or out of the leather. But if it appears again in the garment, either in the warp or in the woof, or in anything made of leather, it is a spreading plague. You shall burn it with fire in that which is the plague. And if you wish, and if you wash the garment, either warp or woof, or whatever is made of leather, if the plague has disappeared from it, then it shall be washed a second time and shall be clean. This is the law of the leprous plague in a garment of wool or linen, either in the warp or woof, or in anything made of leather, to pronounce it clean or to pronounce it unclean. Leviticus chapter 14 Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper for the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall go out of the camp, and the priest shall examine him. And indeed, if the leprosy is healed in the leper, then the priest shall command to take for him who is to be cleansed two living and clean birds, cedar wood, scarlet, and hyssop, and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it, the cedar wood and the scarlet and the hyssop, and dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. And he shall sprinkle it seven times on him who is to be cleansed from the leprosy, and shall pronounce him clean, and shall let the living bird loose in the open field. He who is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes, shave off all his hair, and wash himself in water, that he may be clean. After that, he shall come into the camp and shall stay outside his tent seven days. But on the seventh day, 
He shall shave all the hair of his head and his beard and his eyebrows. All his hair he shall shave off. He shall wash his clothes and wash his body in water, and he shall be clean. And on the eighth day he shall take two male lambs without blemish, one ewe lamb of the first year without blemish, three-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, and one log of oil. Then the priest who makes him clean shall present the man who is to be made clean. And those things before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And the priest shall take one male lamb and offer it as a trespass offering and the log of oil and wave them as a wave offering before the Lord. Then he shall kill the lamb in the place where he kills the sin offering and the burnt offering in a holy place. For as the sin offering is the priest's, so is the trespass offering. It is most holy. The priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering, and the priest shall put it on the top of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. And the priest shall take some of the log of oil, and pour it into the palm of his own left hand. Then the priest shall dip his right finger in the oil that is in his left hand, and shall sprinkle some of the oil with his finger seven times before the Lord. And of the rest of the oil in his hand, the priest shall put some of the tip of the right ear, excuse me, and of the rest of the oil in his hand, the priest shall put some of the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot on the blood of the trespass offering. The rest of the oil that is in the priest's hand he shall put on the head of him who is to be cleansed. So the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord. Then the priest shall offer the sin offering and make atonement for him who is to be cleansed from his uncleanness. Afterward, he shall kill the burnt offering, and the priest shall offer the burnt offering and the grain offering on the altar. So the priest shall make atonement for him, and he shall be clean. But if he is poor and cannot afford it, then he shall take one male lamb as a trespass offering to be waived, to make atonement for him, one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, a log of oil, and two turtle doves or two young pigeons, such as he is able to afford. One shall be a sin offering, and the other a burnt offering. He shall bring them to the priest on the eighth day for his cleansing, to the door of the tabernacle of meeting before the Lord. And the priest shall take the lamb of the trespass offering and the log of oil, and the priest shall wave them as a wave offering before the Lord. Then he shall kill the lamb of the trespass offering, and the priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering and put it on the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand 
and on the big toe of his right foot. And the priest shall pour some of the oil into the palm of his own left hand. Then the priest shall sprinkle with his right finger some of the oil that is in, that is in his left hand seven times before the Lord. And the priest shall put some of the oil that is in his hand on the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, on the thumb of the right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot, on the place of the blood of the trespass offering. The rest of the oil that is in the priest's hand shall be put on the head of him who is to be cleansed, to make atonement for him before the Lord. And he shall offer one of the turtle doves or young pigeons, such as he can afford, such as he is able to afford, the one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering, with the grain offering. So the priest shall make atonement for him who is to be cleansed before the Lord. This is the law for one who had a leprous sore, who cannot afford the usual cleansing. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When you have come into the land of Canaan, which I give you as a possession, and I put the leprous plague in a house in the land of your possession, and he who owns the house comes and tells the priest, saying, It seems to me that there is some plague in the house. Then the priest shall command that they empty the house before the priest goes into it to examine the plague that all that is in the house may not be made unclean. And afterward the priest shall go in to examine the house, and he shall examine the plague, and indeed if the plague is on the walls of the house, with ingrained streaks, greenish or reddish, which appears to be deep in the wall, then the priest shall go out of the house to the door of the house and shut up the house seven days. And the priest shall come again, excuse me, and the priest shall come again on the seventh day. Verses 1 through 38, Leviticus chapter 14. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we continue reading through the Word of God. We'll be back.
Casting crowns with love moved first. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now in the New Testament, reading through the Word of God as we pick up now in the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. And when they drew near Jerusalem to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, and he said to them, Go into the village opposite you, and as soon as you have entered it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has sat. Loose it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it. And immediately he will send it here. So they went their way and found the colt tied by the door outside on the street. And they loosed it. But some of those who stood there said to them, what are you doing, loosing the colt? And they spoke to them just as Jesus had commanded. So they let them go. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their clothes and threw their clothes on it. And he sat on it. And many spread their clothes on the road and others cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. So when he had looked around at all things, as the hour was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season of figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. So they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Then he taught, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer 
for all nations. But you have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him, for they fear for they feared him because of all the people, because all the people were astonished at his teaching. When evening had come, he went out of that he went out of the city. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Then they came again to Jerusalem, and as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders came to him, and they said to him, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority to do these things? But Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one question, then answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? Answer me. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, they feared the people, for all counted John to have been a prophet indeed. So they answered and said to Jesus, We do not know. And Jesus answered and said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Mark chapter 12. Then he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it, dug a place for the excuse me, dug a place for the wine vat and built a tower. And he leased it to vine dressers and went into a far country. Now at vintage time, now at vintage time, he sent a servant to the vine dressers that he might receive some of the fruit of the vineyard from the vine dressers. And they took him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Again he sent them another servant, and at him they threw stones, wounded him in the head, and sent him away shamefully treated. And again he sent another, and they killed and excuse me, and again he sent another, and him they killed, and many others beating some and killing some. Therefore, Still having one son, his beloved, he also sent him to them last, saying, They will respect my son. But those vine dressers said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. 
So they took him and killed him and cast him out of the vineyard. Therefore, what will therefore what will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the vine dressers and give the vineyard to others. Have you not even read this scripture? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And they sought to lay hands on him, but feared the multitude, for they knew he had spoken the parable against them. So they left him and went away. Then they sent to him some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to catch him in his words. When they had come, they said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and care about no one, for you do not regard the person of men, but teach the way of God in truth. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Shall we pay or shall we not pay? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, Why do you test me? Bring me a denarius that I may see it. So they brought it. And he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. And Jesus answered and said to them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. Then some Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him, and they asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man, if a man's brother dies and leaves his wife behind and leaves no children, his brother should take his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first took a wife and dying, he left no offspring. And the second took her and he died, nor did he leave any offspring. And the third likewise. So the seven had her and left no offspring. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, when they rise, whose wife will she be? For all seven had her as wife. Jesus answered and said to them, Are you not therefore, mis- excuse me, are you not therefore mistaken, because you do not know the scriptures nor the power of God? For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. But concerning the dead, that they rise, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the burning bush passage, how God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. You are therefore greatly mistaken. Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment, and the second, like it, is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. 
You've been listening to the Hour of Intercession session as we've been reading through the Word of God and as we normally do before we end the broadcast today. If you're listening and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior then, today is a good day, a great day to be saved and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you'd like to make that all-important step, would you simply pray this prayer and commit your heart and your life to the Lord even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things that I've ever done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. In the Bible, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live for you all my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer and committed your heart and your life to the Lord, would you please email us? We very much would like to be in touch with you, to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please email us so that we can send those resources to you. Or if you're a listener that simply wants some of the resource, the evangelism and discipleship resources we provide, we're glad to get them to you. Same email, joseph at afr.net. As always, we appreciate you listening to the Hour of Intercession. If you don't already have the habit of reading at least three chapters in your Bible every day, today is a good day, a great day to start that habit. And parents, we're continuing to encourage you to start the habit having each of your children read no less than three chapters out loud to you each and every day. A habit that can bless you, bless your children, bless your home. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.